Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. J.J. Cooper and Hudson Belinsky joining you from Chicago, where we have just wrapped up a rainy, uh, heat-filled, muggy, muggy <laughs> sweat-filled day at the Under Armour All-American game at Wrigley Field, which really is kind of wraps up really three days of covering the Under Armour All-Americans. Um, we had a kind of just hanging out in a short light workout on Thursday, a much more uh, in-depth scout-focused workout on Friday, and then today we had again a very uh, a very in-depth workout before the game. We had yeah. BP, we had in and out, we had a home run derby, yeah, and then it wraps up with the Under Armour game, which unfortunately did end two innings early. Because of it was like a normal high school game. Yeah, it was seven a seven inning game. <laughs> it was, there was a little bit of a monsoon at the end there. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was coming down out there. Lightning, a, bit, a lot of rain. West Helms uh, is two and zero as your uh, manager for uh, there you go. national, I believe it is. I've lost track already because no <laughs> one no one's really kind of living and dying whether national or American won that game, but I think it was national. Whichever so team they, Helio they Ramos was the, on. Uh, in the World Series, no. this time it counts. Yeah, the, um, but yeah, they won it. Uh, whichever team did win it, I, I mean, at, Helio Ramos' at, at team. This, at this, you know, kind of thing, you're, you're, you know, focused on the score, and and that's that's also the the case with minor league baseball often. Um, but especially here, because yeah, but this, this is this is like this is a random assemblage of players. It's also it's not you know it's not like a an area. Organized, like organized right. by area, where you're like you have some maybe northeast pride. Like I'm, you know, I'm from the northeast, so it's like, you know, I don't really care who wins at the area code games, but when the northeast boys, you know, stick up for themselves and beat the SoCal kids, I'm excited. You know, there, that was one thing that was kind of funny. It was kind of a little bit of a surreal moment. We're in the clubhouse. Everyone was packed into the visitors' clubhouse. They didn't, you know, sorry, they didn't get to, they didn't get to enjoy the the renovated clubs cup, no. Cubs clubhouse at the uh, Wrigley Field. Not a but, Jake Arrieta's tea tea machine. You no, know, <laughs> none, none of that. And so they're all in there, and then they MLB Network's on the uh, TV, and then they, you know, they, they basically pause. go back to announce. Hey, the game, you know, just a reminder, the game's been called, and here's the final score, and let's look at some highlights. And that room went understandably silent just from the standpoint of this is not your big leaguers who see themselves on TV on a regular basis. Everyone there, you know, and so they announced that when they said, you know, I'm the national, so the national wins five to four. And one of the players from America is like, man, if we just had two more innings, we'd have got y'all, you know, and it's like... (laughs) He was kidding because really no one cared about the score. But more importantly than the score, who you know Hudson the three days, but especially today, who who stood out to you? Yeah, I mean I think I think the conversation's got to start with Elio Ramos. I mean uh, he was the yeah. star of the game, and it's hard to be better than he was today. I mean this is yeah. I mean you, I, I, the only way would have been if he would have gotten come back for a fourth time and gotten the double and gotten the cycle. Which, if we had not had the rain. He, he might had, have. Yeah, he might have the chance. Yeah, I mean, so so what happens with uh, with Ramos? He he, he doubled uh, on a changeup down and away, or uh, kind of Tri- more, more no, triple, triple. He tripled on a on a down the right field line. He went with a changeup on the outer half from DL Hall um, into the right field corner, and then he and was he singled up the middle, mm-hmm. uh, which I was believe it was against Scherf, mm-hmm. Alex Scherf, hard throwing Texan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
believe it was a 94 mile an hour fastball that he you know he hit like a wasn't necessarily a screamer but it was ground Solid. ball up the middle and yeah. not an easy play to make for any of the infielders and it's a hit and then he he pulls one that's the one is that the one that that uh, i think it was allen like fielded but like there was no hope um he didn't he didn't quite get to it i don't no. think okay it did get through i believe yeah. Um, no, the one I'm thinking about was on Ben Jordan. That's what it was. Ben yeah, Jordan, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and this is a guy. And then, who, he, and then he finishes up yeah, with I mean, the home he, run to left center. Yeah. He, so he went right field, center field, left center field, triple, single, home run, uh, RBI on two RBIs on the triple, RBI on the single, and then obviously RBI on the home run. Yeah, I mean he's he scored four runs. The team scored five. The team had six hits. He had three. Not a yeah, bad day. Not much more you can do. And and <laughs> did not know, make a play defensively. This is this is kind of going to be you know looked at as like his coming out party. But really, you know, this is a guy we saw. You know, I mean, as an organization, we've seen for two years. Um, you know, you, you know, at the perfect game, junior national showcase. Uh, you know, a year and a half ago. Uh, I guess it's about fifteen months ago at this point. Um, you know, this is a guy who stood out. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few months back at Perfect Game National, the same kind of deal, the bat standing out, and I, I wrote about him a little bit for the magazine, um, but th- this is a guy whose hit tool is going to carry him, uh, but over the weekend in BP, you know, his, not he impressive. was not getting his timing down, ball had some jump off the bat, yes. and, and that, you know, he connected, but he connected less consistently than arguably anyone else here. Yeah, I mean... But BP doesn't count as much as games. I mean, even even when he was popping up, he, you know, it was jumping off the bat, and then so like, and he's just he's very strong and physical and wide-shouldered, um, and you know, a little bit of an interesting backstory as as JJ kind of did some some reporting on that. So it is you know the younger brother of Henry Ramos, catcher for the Red Sox, who's at AAA right now. So. This stage, you know, it's not uh, something that is overwhelming for him. I mean, his, bro- his brother hasn't, you know, played at the big league level yet, but he's only one level below. He's, his brother's gone through the draft process, you know, mm-hmm. obviously both out of Puerto Rico. His brother has, you know, he's, when asking about him tonight, he said, like, you know, he's made a point of, you know, seeing, like, getting to see where, you know, his brother's played brother you know bringing around for you know winter ball also in puerto rico which is pretty intense as well so yeah so you know he's he's been around the game he's got an older brother who kind of helps yeah with that as well he, he knows what the pro lifestyle is going to be like and um what, what also you know i i didn't talk to him much he doesn't speak much english uh he does speak a little bit but mm-hmm. you know he's not i i don't know if he's he's comfortable you know trying to conduct a conversation or you right. know, represent himself in English at this point um, but you know this is there's some aptitude here there's some bloodlines there there's hit ability in game when the, when the pitches are thrown hard he has responded so it, it's a it's a good pinnacle for his summer right now it'll be interesting to see kind of how he follows up on this and when it's more than just a, a one game situation but right. it's he's made himself a guy to follow for sure I also obviously you can say this from any event I feel like right now, but Hunter Green, uh, more right now today, more on the mound than at the plate. Uh, yeah. And before the game, they had the home run derby. 
Hunter Green generally ends up being second in those things. Uh, it seems like consistently. I think I've seen him <laughs> on home run derbies on all, every, you know, East Coast, West Coast, middle of the country. You know, he's he does very well in those. But in the game, I, I think probably what we'll remember about Hunter Green was that first inning, that inning on the mound where. He touched 98 on the, 98 stadium, on the stadium gun, gun which 97 on on my gun, which 90, he, he might have been 98 on some on on a on, scout's yeah, gun, but you know. 98 on the stadium gun means that he ties the record of Tyler Kolek for the hardest pitch thrown on the Under Armour gun, I guess the mm-hmm. Under Armour track, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. um, so that tied that. Very quick inning for him. He didn't really too he, quick. I wanted to see him more. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is, is this is not the only time we've seen. Yeah. I will see Hunter but, Green, but, but that keeps happening <laughs> over the course of the summer. I think this is so. This is my fourth time this summer seeing Hunter Green pitch, and, and it's, it's very. It's efficient. always a quick inning because he's got very good stuff and he knows how to use it, and he can pound the bottom of the zone with ninety four to ninety six consistently. Um, that said, I'm. Still not sure he's his future's on the mound because he also is. Yeah. I, he has legitimate power. There is he doesn't run particularly well for a shortstop, but he yeah, but he has and he has graceful actions. But he has very graceful actions. Obviously, has the arm for it. Oh, pig arm, yeah, yeah. And you know, the reality of it is, is that now we've talked about this this weekend. If Hunter Green didn't pitch at all, then. Yes, he would easily be in the top tier of high school position players. You know, because there's a long way till next June. There's a long way before the summer showcase season is over. Yeah. Even still. Plenty of time to go. So, but if you took the pitching away, he ranks right in that top group of position players. But you don't take the pitching away. He's also... Yeah. I think at this point, again, there's a long way to go. But if you had to say right now who's the best high school pitching prospect in this class, it's probably him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I would say it's it's almost clearly. Him I mean, I think that's this point. yeah. Just pitcher, pitcher only. Yeah, high school pitcher only. I mean, I don't really think there's anybody who's super close. Um, right. He has the, Alex Scherf would be, I think, in the discussion. Um, but with with Hunter Green's delivery, I think it's a little bit more functional, um, a little bit less going on there. Um, and then we didn't see it from him today, but there's a pretty good changeup in there too. He didn't he have spin a, the ball, and there's there's so many things to like about him as a pitcher. Didn't really have a whole lot of need for it in his seven pitches today. No, no. I mean, he threw a couple sliders. Uh, you know, I kind of had a tough angle on them. But, you know, like short sweepers, um, 78 and 80 were their velos. So other pitchers today, I mean, let's be honest, it was a rough day for some of the pitchers. Um, that really, strike throwing was really the uh, the difficulty today. Yeah. We had a couple of guys who who labored some because they really they really struggled to throw strikes. Um, uh, Shane Baz is one to me that... Yeah, Shane Boss had a good, himself a good day. What 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 stood out with him was is that, and this is understandable, but most guys in this game today, they're pitching off their fastball, and then they occasionally mix in a second pitch. Yeah. He was one guy who went out there and showed very quickly he believed in his breaking ball. His breaking ball was a, a very 
integral part of what he was doing today. Yeah, he's he's really interesting because he's he's also a two way prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, hit probably one of the hardest balls at Tournament of Stars a couple weeks ago. Um, but on the mound today, you're right. It was like a, this 82 to 84 late breaking slider um, that got swings and misses. Um, he threw a lot more sliders than fastballs, and that was also the case at Tournament of Stars. Um, but at Tournament of Stars, he was throwing like this upper 80 slider, which was like a, it, I mean, it was more of a cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today it was more low 80s, but uh, really interesting pitch. And you know, I mean. It's just uh, you don't see it a lot. You don't see a lot of guys doing that at this stage, pitching off of an off-speed pitch, especially when they have the kind of velocity that Shane Baz right. has. I mean, he's and it's Baz. I keep saying Baz, um, but Baz, he's been up to 96. I, I've seen him up to 96. He might wouldn't surprise me if somebody told me they saw him throw harder um, today, 92, 93, um, but in the zone and and got got the people out. So. Um, a good look at him. Good one, two, three inning there. Um, let's see, who else do we like? Uh, Garrett Hunter Ruth is mm-hmm. an interesting guy who's kind of. Um, and you say that Garrett Hunter Ruth because there have been times before where he was Garrett Ruth and. Well, he's well, he's he's been Garrett Hunter Ruth. He's been Garrett Ruth. He's been Garrett Hunter Ruth, and today he was announced as Hunter Ruth. Right. It would be nice to clarify that with him at some point this summer. Sit down with him and talk to him. What what is that? But um, yeah, he he was. He that was little, the last pitcher we saw. A little bit of sink on his fastball, life on his fastball. He wasn't necessarily the his best today, which you could say that of a lot of guys today. Right. Um, but you know, life on a fastball, and natural ability to spin a baseball, um, burying his breaking ball. Didn't throw. I don't think a single curveball in the strike zone. Just everything in the dirt. But you know, it was effective for him. And ninety two, ninety three. Um, Ben, ben, ben Jordan, Alex yeah. Scherzer, there's, there's plenty of guys we could go right. into. I mean, Ben Jordan didn't have we, – we've not seen the premium velocity. I've heard multiple people tell me that it's it has it does exist. Yeah. I mean, like 96, 97. Today he was 88, 92, but he was effective at 88, 92. He threw strikes. He's six foot nine, And, and he's got a good gravity breaking ball. It's uh, I mean, it's got a little bit of natural spin to it. Not you know not a plus spinner or anything like that, but you know it's it's got got top to bottom with the way it breaks, and then it's also coming at that angle, so it should be an effective pitch for him. Um, but impressive velocity given how his delivery worked, because his front side was was coming down early, and it was at times it was an all arm fastball, right. and you're like okay, well now. You, you, you think in your head you're watching this, and I'm like, okay, well, this is not going to be very hard. His lower half's not getting into it. And you say, oh, 91. Right. Like, huh. I mean, that's the thing is, is that, and that's when you're talking about projecting him long term. You kind of believe that long term he's going to be synced up better. Yeah. And that's where that 97 comes from is, is that when he is using his lower half, he has present velocity. I mean, you don't really have to project on it. Yeah. It's just that it's, you know, and he was very candid about that. Like, he was hoping that you'd see that. I, I talked to him after the game, and he said, no, I'll take it. Because, yeah, he didn't throw the 97 that you kind of, if you're him, you hope that you're going to throw. But he did. He was effective. He threw strikes. And let's be honest, again, that's something that, that was something that a lot of guys, I mean, there were a number of guys who their strike percentage was 50% and below. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. He, he 
filled the zone up a little bit. I mean, he and Scherf was, was wasn't command, but you know, a little control. Bit of control. But, yeah. And then Scherf was. I, this was not Scherf at his best. No, no, but I mean, he's still pretty good. Yeah, he's still pretty good. He showed you the big velo today. He's ninety three to ninety six, tough ninety seven. Um, breaking ball. He hit, I believe it was Nick Prado with it. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Who then stole second. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Nick Prado's a baseball player. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a better really athlete than his body player. looks like it would be. Too. Yeah, and he's a well-coordinated athlete. He can use the opposite field as a hitter. He's He's got a little bit of surprising power. And, by the way, on the mound, he's a lefty up to 91 with a good changeup. Like, he's a nasty baseball player when you put it all together. Um, but we're talking about Scherf. Um, yeah, so Scherf... Uh, didn't have his best off-speed today and, and didn't have his best command, but had the velo, and, you know, he's got this... He's sculpted uh, physically, and he's, he's put in a lot of work. He's, he's worked with pro guys like, like Roger Clemens, um, uh, NBC World Series <laughs> future hero, <Yeah. laughs> Roger Clemens. Um, but, yeah, this is if a guy... Together, I, I would, if we did put together an NBC Top 10 Prospects, you know, like... I mean, Clemens doesn't have a lot of projection left to him, but uh, he probably still would, you know, crack that <laughs> Yeah, he would, he, he, he'd probably get big leaguers out. Um, One inning reliever, maybe. But, uh, but uh, I mean, we did have a, a number of good defensive plays. Uh, Adam Hall went up uh, at second base. Mm-hmm. Nice play. Uh, Joe Gray, uh, it was hard. I was trying to write it up for the game story and describing it. It's like the thing that was tough on the Joe Gray play is, is there's – to me, for a center fielder, there's nothing tougher than the ball hit right at you, but hit over your head. Yeah. And so he tracked backwards really well on it. like because And then he had to get in the air. And then he went up for it, and which was good for him. I talked to him after the game, and that was good for him because if he didn't have that, it would have been, did Joe Gray play in this game? Because him right. and Tristan Casas, it kind of worked out. The two guys who can come back to this game... Gray is a rising junior. He's a class of 18. Casas is a rising sophomore. He's a class of 19. Neither of them got in that bat because of, you know, they were going to, but because of the rain, they did not. But both of them, Cole Brannon uh, in left field caught a ball where he, you know, wasn't as, uh, didn't have to sky as much, but he caught a ball back at the Ivy and kind of got the wind knocked out of him a little bit because he hit the uh, bricks and also had a triple too so I mean he, yeah he, he, had, good, he had himself a good game you know um, but as far as the hitters again this is limited looks you know the BP really gave us a chance to see in many ways with the exception I mean, of the Elio Ramos yeah I mean, I mean Cole Turney had a really good BP yesterday uh, when they were at Northwestern he, so well he had he hit home runs yes and the trajectory off the bat is high and showed he power got KG at times but there's and I wrote about this in the, the workout recap. There's physicality and tools there that you can't walk away from. And the swing, though, but the swing... The swing, you know, maybe some things that need to be worked out, but we'll see how he adjusts going forward. And if it does turn out to be functional for him, then you don't need to change it. Right. Um, but we'll see. It's, it's like a back elbow-dependent elbow swing, which mm-hmm. risky business there. Um, Jordan Adele, though, was... Jordan Adele's adjustments have been impressive over the because Jordan past Adele at Turn of the Stars was uh, I don't want to say outmatched, if, if, but if he you was, didn't know who he was and you didn't watch the workouts before the game and you just saw him at the plate, you would you would not 
think he was, this is a top guy. He was one of the easier guys to. He was had real difficulty when pitchers at TOS and most pitchers at Tournament Stars had a plan, and their plan was, you will not see anything on the inner half. If I end up with a pitch on the inner half to you, it is only because of a mistake. And they were going away, 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 away. And at that point, at the start of the summer showcase season, Jordan Adele did not have an answer to away, away, away. Yeah. But you talk to him about this. You mean, the great well, thing you about it is that he realizes like, it. Look, with, with some of these guys, you like, you come into the summer, you're like, I, I know I need to bear down on this guy consistently mm-hmm. because I know about him already. And so this is, a, I mean, Adele, I, I've watched him a lot over the past couple of years, but him watching him in the beginning of the summer, very open with that, well, with his left foot, very open stance and a, a step in, in, in and not really getting in enough and still kind of lunging at that ball. In the right. Other, he, it was pretty much, if you, had a, if you gave him a fastball on the inner half, preferably low, that put him in a spot where he, there was a chance that he could do something with it because he was going to pull it. Yeah, I mean, that was, but that was it at the start of the summer. But you know, I talked to him a little bit uh, about it after the game, and it was an adjustment that I noticed, and I wanted to make sure to ask him about. And uh, you know, what's really cool about this event is like the players are just very free and accessible, mm-hmm. and you can ask them questions here and there, and they're, you know, they're they're all yeah. tremendous kids. So no, far. You know, Everyone I, was I dealt say, with was a yeah, tremendous. Yeah, there was there was no one that I interacted with at this where I'm like. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, so Jordan Adele's made some adjustments. And even even More last week off. last week at the Met Ball Classic, the contact skills were better there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the his load isn't as deep with his hands. Is, um, Which is fine for him because the power is there yeah, as long got, as he just makes contact. He's got at least plus route power with his swing right now. Right. So He doesn't need a big load. And he hit... Two very hard pitch balls today. I mean, like he That's got a single. Yeah, I mean, well, he hit. Uh, he got a 92 down and in, and he he punched it uh, to left field for a single. Mm-hmm. Came off the bat really well, and then he got 95 from Scherf, and he lined it at the third baseman. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's a step. That's step these forward. are what you want to see. Did make a really nice play in center field early in the game, um, and which is also impressive because again, that was something at Tournament Stars, his routes were not very good. He was pre- predominantly playing corners out there, and so a lot of times, yeah, I mean, you know, playing a corner is tougher than playing center field. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't asked him about this, but I imagine he's not being thrown in a corner a lot in right. high school. And that's the, reading the ball off the bat in the corner is entirely different than reading the ball. Yeah, off I mean, the bat yeah, in I mean, the, the balls hook in the corners. That's they just do, and and they don't do that in, when they're hit up the middle. So it's an adjustment to be made. Um, but this is a guy who's got very. Very good raw tools and some I mean, aptitude. legitimately some of the better raw tools in this class, without a doubt. I mean, it's yeah. Like, I mean, he can run, he can throw. I mean, right. He's got he's got at least plus raw. It's an interesting package. Um, but yeah, Jordan Adele was really good. Um, is there any any other hitter you wanted to to kind of go over here? I'm trying to think. It really, I mean, again, there was not. It was seven innings. And there weren't a lot of guys. I mean, Ramos was the guy who had the game. Um, 
I didn't BP today. I was so busy taking video that I can't really tell you what anyone did. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, the home run derby. It was. Uh, uh, it was. I mean, what, so one guy I want to want to talk about from BP is is Alex Terrell, mm-hmm. um, and this is a guy who has big raw power when he's trying to get to it, and as we saw with some of his his shots, um, he's a first baseman, maybe outfielder. Um, played first base in the game. Um, but just the this guy's swing is really compact and it, it's it's downhill a little bit but it's not an exaggerated swoopy bad path and it's geared for contact um, and we've seen him a lot I mean over the past couple of years he was in this game last year um, as was Jordan Adele mm-hmm. um, but there's something there you know he didn't and he didn't you know, no, there was nothing that they like nothing, Revo, nothing in the game where on, they're yeah. just going to shine in the box score. Um, but there's something here offensively with how strong he is physically and how much bat speed he has, and the fluidity of the swing um, and the functionality of the swing. This is a guy I want to really bear down on over the next couple weeks. But while we said we were going to try to go 15, we've gone 25 because <laughs> that's what we do. Um, but uh, we, do, we do thank you for listening to this Baseball America podcast. Obviously, we'll have a lot more draft coverage coming up. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean that's the, really the point of emphasis of this is, is that what is one of the things that is important that scouts are looking for at these events is you build, they build a, 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 a history with guys and now again there are occasionally guys who there's not much that they have to really improve on during the summer because they're the best guy at the start of the summer but there's a lot of guys who you want to see okay are you recognizing your problem now one thing that's tough with that is it is hard for these guys during the summer to really be doing a lot of the maintenance type stuff a lot of the tweaks mm-hmm that's impressive again with Jordan Adele in that quick adjustments. quick adjustments because this isn't something where you go to one of these events and then you go home for a month and you work on stuff. I mean, you're just talking to guys here. It's like no, getting my I list in. Jordan Adele has not spent any nights in Louisville. Right. And so back home in Louisville. No. Getting in your lifts, getting in your side work, you know, if you're a pitcher, your bullpen sessions, those aren't necessarily easy because let's just think about it if you're not at home it's little, it's not that easy to go okay so where am i going to go find a mound and go find you know and go and a catcher around to go yeah i mean, I mean you're, you're, yes, you're you're throwing you're at these in your games and then you're watching your teammates pitch and mm-hmm. you're not you, you don't have a pitching coach that's working with you and then somebody else is working with the guy on the mound no it's you're in the game and that's kind of your you're getting your feedback from your pitching coach after that, you know. Right. So it's, you don't have time to like to say, all right, let's just go in between starts, see what you know what I mean, we can work on. That's why you. That's one of the things is is one is is that they're the age that these guys are at. Six months can mean a, a world of difference, but that is why guys really rise up during the spring mm-hmm. or fall, because the reality of it is is that that is the point. The off-season really is, whether it starts in September for guys, you know, especially pitchers a lot of times hopefully starts in September where they have some downtime, but September or October, the reality... Yeah, it'll be interesting this year because the 
Team USA goes a little bit later mm-hmm. um, into October, and so I think you'll see a lot of those guys will continue to pitch. They'll just stay through, on through for, Jupiter and then um, shut it down. And then shut it down. So you're going to see a lot of guys still going at Jupiter probably because normally Team USA is wrapped up in mm-hmm. late August, early September. Yeah, that's the, that's and the those guys down. are we're done. We've done everything. We've shown everything we needed to show. We're good. Come see us in the spring. But yeah. But that. But whatever time it is. That's when, I mean, you want to see, okay, some guys are going to end up then being, their body's going to be somewhat different. I mean, we saw that, you know, uh, this past year in the draft. I mean, there were Kyle guys. Kyle Muller. Kyle Muller. Kyle Muller and Joey Wentz, the two Braves picks. Were right. Totally, totally reinvented themselves in the, the wintertime. Right. And then you get to spring, and all of a sudden, they're better than they were mm-hmm. when, when, the, uh, when the summer showcase season, summer that stretches into fall showcase season ends. Yeah, they were better, and so that means then that. But we're gonna, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, we're not. We Maybe are Kyle, literally. Kyle Muller was in this game last year and mm-hmm. was in the upper eighties, and you know his breaking ball had shape. And then in the spring he was low to mid nineties, and his breaking ball had more power to it. So you know, at this stage, we're very much just identifying the candidates and knowing what they do now. Know what they do it's, now. Know. Who's who's got the tools already, and who has a chance to develop them? And, and the reality is, is that there are some things that you can tell right now. Like a, a guy who doesn't run right now is not going to run. You know, you, sure. you make it a little better, but you're not going to. A pitcher who has an extremely violent delivery now is not going to be free, free and easy yeah. next spring. Yeah, guys will clean it up, but yeah, for the most part, like I mean, pitcher deliveries are hard to change. Mm-hmm. They really are. Our actions are hard to change. But. So. Well, we said we were going to wrap up, and we have not. So, But for Hudson Belinsky, hey, we kept it at 30 minutes. Nice. For Hudson Belinsky, this is J.J. Cooper. Thank you for listening to the Baseball America podcast.